this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today I want to talk about being unmasked. And by that I mean being yourself, the true you God created you to be. Where I live in the U.S., most of the states have dropped their mask mandates. So this morning I walked into a Starbucks, and I noticed that no one was wearing a mask. And so for the first time ever, I could see some of these employees' faces. And they were beautiful. I love faces. All of you, my friends, whether I know you in person or just through Facebook or something like that, I want to tell you I love your faces. You are all beautiful. Don't ever think that you are less than somebody else. You're all beautiful. It's so great to see faces again. Did you know that in Spanish, the word cara, C-A-R-A, means face? but also means precious or valuable. Well, there's a statement for you. But you know, covering up our faces, that's a physical thing, but sometimes we cover up ourselves. That is, we cover up the person that we really are. It's like we hide behind a mask because we're insecure, in a way, ashamed of who we are. You know, when I was a teenager growing up, I was thin, tall and thin, and For some reason, I thought that was a bad thing. This is probably because most of my friends were built differently than me. And when I was in school, I would see that the girls all went for these muscular football player types, and I wasn't that type. You know, sometimes we think we're inferior just because we're different. And being different does not make you less than anyone else. Nowadays, it seems like our whole society wants to be tall and thin, but Back then, I mean, I was the only one of my friends that was the way I was, and so I innately thought there was something wrong with that. Why is it that we assume such things? Well, anyway, because I was tall and thin, I just thought none of the girls would really want to date me, and I was very shy about dating altogether. At the age of 17, I got saved, and God began working on me from the inside out. And one of the things he did, and it was kind of an interesting thing and very sweet of him, is that I had a dream. I think I've shared this before in a previous podcast, but it fits right in here. I had a dream where I was sitting in my front yard with my arm around a girl, and she was what I thought was a really attractive girl, the kind of girl who would never want to date me. But despite that, in the dream, she was my wife. And after I awakened, I had this sense inside of me that I had seen the person I was going to marry, and it lifted my self-confidence a bit. Well, as I grew in the Lord, I overcame a lot of that shyness, and I overcame my intimidation with pretty girls and started dating in confidence. I met Diane. I fell in love with her. She fell in love with me, and we got married, and we have been married now for, wow, over 46 years. But only a couple years after we were first married, I saw a picture of Diane when she had been about the age she would have been when I had that dream. And whoa, it was her. It was her. She was the girl in the dream. So it pays to overcome your insecurities. You know, as a young teenager, even younger than I'd been when I'd had that dream, My family moved from my southern home in Kentucky to Orange County, California, and the culture was so, so different there. It was like moving to another planet, and I immediately became very self-conscious about my southern accent, and I tried to hide it. I really did. I mean, I learned to pronounce all my words differently, and I literally walked around with a fake 
California accent the whole time I was there. You know what's funny about that is, nowadays I'm proud of my Southern heritage. I love being a Southerner. It's who I am, and I love it. But back then, I'm pretty sure what I was really trying to hide was not just the way I say certain words. It was me. I was insecure about being me. I thought me was inferior. Now, as I said before, later on I got saved. But you know what? At first, even that didn't help my self-esteem. Because the church that I started attending had a lot of religious traditions. And traditional religious teaching tends to foster the idea that to think highly of yourself in any way is pride, and all pride is evil. You may recall a song I mentioned in the last podcast that contains the lyrics, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, no one. Oh my gosh, they sang songs like that, and I hated that. Now, if you, some of y'all may be Googling the lyrics to that song right now. They're not all bad, but that first line is a real stunner. And I want to tell you, it had a bad effect on my self-esteem. I thought that to think of myself in any positive way was pride. And wasn't pride the original sin? Well, some of us do have misconceptions regarding biblical pride. First of all, when the Bible refers to pride, it's not talking about self-esteem. It's talking about self-will. It's talking about Satan's original sin, which was to try to position himself above God to have his way instead of God's way. He wanted to be the ruler instead of God being the ruler. See, it's a little confusing, but Satan said, he called Lucifer in Isaiah 14, 11 through 15, I will exalt myself above the Most High. Well, he's not talking about what he thinks of himself. Obviously, he doesn't think much of himself or he wouldn't want to do this, but he wants to put himself in a position above God. And You know, the Lord tells him, since you tried to do this and make yourself God, you're going to be cast down to the pit. And so when we try to live by our own will, without Christ in our lives, rebelling against God, that's pride. It has nothing to do with self-esteem. But moving along, soon enough, I wound up at Oral Roberts University, where I came under better teaching, and some wonderful people entered my life. And one of them was a man named Bob Stamps who was our campus chaplain. This wonderful, anointed man has had a powerful, positive influence on my life, as he's had on the lives of many. And I remember once I was talking to Bob about how much I love to sing and to perform. And he said, well, you know, that's a good ministry for you. And he talked about how my gifting could help other people and encourage other people. And he said, and you know, you get your ego needs fulfilled that way. Ego needs? Now, to my religious ears, That sounded like a horrible thing. But Bob Stamps went on to explain that, you know, we do need a certain amount of self-confidence put into us via the affirmation of others. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. When we only look to people for our sense of personal value, we can be disappointed. But it's not a bad thing when somebody says, I like you or I look up to you. It helps build our self-confidence and that's a good thing. See, here's the reality of it. Self-confidence is actually a godly thing. David says in Psalm 139, I will praise you, O Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen to that. He says, I am fearfully and wonderfully. By the way, that word fearfully in the Hebrew means awesomely. I am awesomely and wonderfully made. And then he goes on to say, 
marvelous are your works. And obviously one of the works he's talking about here is himself. And he goes on to describe how he's woven together in his mother's womb and, you know, how wonderful that God made him. See, David had self-confidence. Believe me, you don't slay giants without self-confidence. But David had it, and we need it, and it's a good thing, and it's a godly thing. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared for us to do beforehand. And so God wants us to know that we are his workmanship, craftsmanship, is the original word in the Greek. We represent God's skill. And so it's important for us to value ourselves and to think that we are well-made because it's God who made us. And when we put ourselves down, we're really putting down his handiwork, aren't we? Besides, we need to believe that we are God's craftsmanship so that we can do the things that he wants us to do. He needs us to have a certain amount of self-confidence And so we can accomplish the tasks that he has for us. And we can get, and we should get, our basic self-confidence from what the Word of God says about us. If we really are awesomely and wonderfully made, if we really are marvelous, and if we really were created for a purpose and are God's own craftsmanship, wow, that ought to make us stand up taller and be bolder, and have more of that godly confidence that we need. You know, Psalm 33, 15 says, He fashions our hearts individually. We are individuals, and we're not the same as anyone else. And yet so often we, like that skinny 14-year-old kid in Southern California, feel like we have to talk like everybody else, and look like everybody else, and be like everybody else, to be valid. Please, Don't mask the original you that God created. I recently read this Facebook post by Jordan Dooley. She said, please don't feel guilty for chasing your dreams. Even if your Aunt Becky or random Facebook friend doesn't understand, you are not confined to someone else's comfort zone for your life. Folks, don't try to fit yourself into someone else's mold. Show us your face. Show us your soul. Show us the beautiful you that God created. We ought to be able to be ourselves, knowing that us, our faces, who we are, are beautiful. So rip off that emotional mask and be the you God created you to be. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe. Whatever you're on, iPhone, Google Play, whatever, Just hit that subscribe button so I can give you an encouraging word and upward on a regular basis. And they're short, 15 minutes max, perfect for when you're driving somewhere. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. God bless you.